0: I'm here today with Roger Edgeley and RJ Krishnan of Wasatch Advisors. They're the new managers for our Emerging Market Equities Fund. RJ, hello to you and Roger, hello to you. Roger, I wanted to start by asking you the obvious question. Why should St. James's Place use an Emerging Market Equities Manager that's based in Salt Lake City in the United States? It's not an obvious place to manage
1: Emerging Market Equities after all. Um, the great advantage for us being in Salt Lake is that we're away from the main financial centres like New York, and that we're uh, we very much do our own thing, our own research. Uh, we're very independent, and we're self-owned. uh... So that, and we've been uh, uh, researching small mid cap stocks for 35 years, both uh, internationally and in the US. So uh, these days, where a manager is actually located is really not that important. It's more a question of what their process is in in how they look at the world and do they offer a different view to to other managers out there. RJ, during the due diligence process one of the things that came up as foremost
0: in your process was the importance of research. Can you help us understand the depth and
2: experience of your investment team? You know, has been in business roughly 40 years and if you look at our senior investment team we have an average experience of 20 years. Uh, if you think about how our investing process has evolved, the due diligence process almost came out of necessity. You know, we're based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, which is not a money center like uh, Boston or London or New York. And so we've always had to develop tools to research our own companies, find the companies and then also go and do the on-ground uh, due diligence. Uh, so as a firm, we've always been geared up uh, towards that. That's sort of our, in our DNA. Uh, if you look at our research function, roughly a third of the employees are in the research department. Given the
0: sophistication of these markets, is the research function even more vital for an emerging markets investor?
1: Well, em- emerging markets are, are really a very disparate uh, group of countries, I mean, ranging from China to Peru. So getting on-the-ground research, insight uh, from these companies, meeting managements, and then comparing across countries,
2: across that whole EM universe, is, requires a lot of research. If you think about what's happening in the emerging markets, they're going through a period of tremendous change. It's a very dynamic market. Uh, but in these markets, they're, uh, they also tend to be very complex. So you not only have to deal with the companies and the competitive pressures that companies uh, have to face, you also have to pay attention to the macro. Uh, you have to pay attention to the politics of it, uh, as you can see what's happening in Ukraine or Turkey right. or what have you uh, in this day and age. So you have to mir- uh, marry the two aspects. Uh, the understanding the business dynamics and the, the macro and that can only be done by doing getting on the ground and doing research uh, you can only invest so much by reading the FT as a group we've had about two thousand company meetings in the last couple of years uh, and that's very core again to our the way we approach uh, our investing in terms of companies in the
0: portfolio can you help us understand why you're typically attracted to small and mid cap stocks
1: the, the attraction for, for investing in small, mid-sized companies is really that represents the entrepreneurial aspect uh, or part of the economy. Uh, these tend to be the innovative and companies where there's very often substantial headroom, as we like to call it, uh, in the markets they're in. Um, in many cases, they are the very opposite of state-owned type of, of companies. Uh, they're, they're either controlled by a, a family that has owned that company for generations, or by a founder. Uh, and why that matters is because uh, that u- usually means that there is a long-term vision behind the company and that they can think long-term. Uh, so again, which is a very different example uh, to to state-owned types of companies or government-controlled companies in emerging markets. Uh, so uh, we also think that Um, This is an area where the the markets are changing that the small companies can meet those needs. So uh, if you're looking at the consumer sector, for example, uh, a lot of those uh, new needs are going to be met by small companies. Given the amount of information that's available over the internet
0: now, um, do you think it's still possible to uncover opportunities that are unknown in the
2: West? Yeah, that's a great question. We don't believe that it's a, it's a game of information arbitrage. Uh, I think the challenge today is not so much accessing information, but it's distilling the information. You know, I get inundated with uh, feeds on my smartphone, on my iPad, from, through Bloomberg, what have you. Uh, so the challenge I, I would submit is to actually filter the information and focus on what's relevant. Uh, we don't think, again, it's a game of information arbitrage, it's more a game, uh, a game of gaining insight. Uh, you know you you could take look at the same public information that everybody's looking at but you have to have a different take on that information and that's something that I think we do well we've done it uh, having invested in the US and international markets for uh, several decades and uh, we leverage the entire team Uh, we can leverage the investment experience of uh, you know very senior members as well and I think that enables us to make better decisions.
0: I believe that Fun is a holding that you currently have. Perhaps you could help Uh, us understand what attracts you to that company.
2: Yeah, SoFan is a real estate internet portal uh, based out of China. If you look at the Chinese real estate market, the internet has only penetrated 20% of the market, so 80% is still offline. SoFan has a 60% market share, so we think there's a tremendous tailwind for them as people move from offline to online on the real estate business. Uh, That's what gets us interesting. It's a very cash generative business. Uh, we, in fact, were in, um, in uh, China a uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, several members of the team, and uh, when they met se- uh, other internet companies, the one message they heard from all these other competitors was that the best managed business out there is Sofa. So we take additional comfort uh, in knowing that their peers or their competitors uh, view them as being an extremely well-run business. The portfolio has significant exposure to consumer-facing industries.
0: Can you help us understand what attracts you to that part of the market at the current time?
1: We think that one of the disadvantages of uh, indices and and the more typical way of looking at emerging markets is that it tends towards uh, the more global cyclical companies. Uh, We think that uh, the consumer-facing companies are very often companies that have (coughs) long headroom but they also tend to represent companies with better cash flows, they're less cyclical, they're the kinds of quality companies that we generally seek um, in, in, to put in the portfolios that we, we're building. Uh, so, uh, companies like MDS Branco, for example, which is in the portfolio. MDS Branco is a 50-year-old company, it's con- controlled by a family, and they make uh, something quite simple, which is biscuits and pasta. But they're growing uh, across Brazil. They started out in northern Brazil. And uh, clearly, uh, as you get growing middle class incomes, uh, the appeal of their products grows as well. And so so that's the kind of name we see as a long term holding. Uh, Godrej Consumer is a hair products company in India. Again, um, and it illustrates all the things that we're seeking. Uh, Long duration growth. Uh, strong returns on capital, strong balance sheet, and strong management. So, finally, RJ, I wanted to ask you about the due diligence process that was
0: undertaken by the investment committee and Stanford Associates. How did that differ from other research processes that you've been through in the past?
2: Yeah, so we've uh, I've been at Wasatch almost twenty years and have gone through this process several times. I have to say, by far, Stanford did the most rigorous due diligence, and, and they attacked it on multiple facets, not just uh, you know looking at purely the numbers and our stock picks and our Analytical process, but also, uh, you know, uh, interviewing the uh, team extensively and understanding, uh, trying to understand our culture, you know, Mm -hmm. more than just our investment process. So I think by far, you know, from here on forward, everything we benchmark will be: is this close to Stanford, or is this half as good as Stanford? So I have to say that this was probably the most stringent uh, due diligence process.
0: Roger, R J, thank you very much for your time.
1: Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.